Hello, welcome to This Week in Mormons, the Sisters Edition recap of conference with your host, Arianne Smith. And Tiffany Hales. We are recapping the Sunday afternoon session. Yes, which we is are. a good thing because I was at soccer all day yesterday, missed most of yesterday. <laughs> so I'll have to circle back to it. Um, but Sunday we were home with our family, our kids love conference weekend because they don't have to dress up and go to church. We have our little traditions. We always put paper on the table and they color on the table like you do like at a restaurant. And then um, this year we switched it up. We did pumpkin cinnamon rolls instead of regular Ooh. cinnamon so that was oh. exciting for everyone. Okay, I'm coming over to your house for a pumpkin cinnamon roll. I haven't heard of that. Uh, how things I, go at your house today? Well, you know, I was going to do some orange rolls rather than cinnamon rolls, but I ended up not getting that done. But I did end up making just regular rolls, and I did make six dozen regular rolls. Six dozen. I know. So, well, I'm going to use some for dinner today, and then I'm just going to put a bunch in my freezer because when I've been making rolls lately, I've just been putting extra in my freezer, and then I could just pull them out to add them as a side with dinners because they freeze so well. So That's actually I just very smart. I have a very busy month of October, and we are only on the first. I just thought, you know, I'm going to make a bunch of these and shove them in my freezer so that I will have them available for dinners when I need them. That is very smart. I mean, making rolls is a chore. So while you're at it, you might as well. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, I had a big chunk of time today since I was home so I could make them, let them rise, roll them out, let them rise again. So it just worked out really well. Fun. Very nice. All right. Well, should we get into some some conference talks from the afternoon session? Sure. What do Let's you want to go st- for it? What do you want to start with? What's what stuck out to you? Who did okay, you like? You know whose you know whose talk I loved was Elder Gong's. I really liked yeah. his talk. Um, he talked about like different gospel languages, and he talked about the language of warmth, the language of covenant belonging, and the language of service and sacrifice, and I just thought the whole talk was very loving. Um, he just talked about loving others and and how we can all, you know, communicate to each other through warmth and love and service and showing appreciation. You know what I really liked? What did you really <laughs> he like? He directly spoke to the stake and ward leaders. He said Ooh. stake and ward leaders. And he asked them, um, to, you know, of to prayerfully choose callings and also show, you know, gratitude and, and appreciation when people are chosen and when people are released. And then he said, listen to your sister leaders. <laughs> I really appreciated that. I just got to say that's, that stuck out to me. I starred that <laughs> in my notebook. You wrote it down too. It stuck out to you too. Well, I feel like there's uh, some baggage here we're both dealing with. <laughs> Well, well, here's why it stuck out to me. I mean, I am currently in a Relief Society presidency, uh-huh. and we know our sisters. I feel like we know our sisters very, very well. And I feel like we know what's going on in the lives of our sisters very, very well. And we have a relatively new bishopric uh, who is not as familiar with the lives of our sisters. And so there have been a couple of times where, uh, you know, maybe there was callings that want to, you know, they wanted to extend that we went, well here's something you may not know. And they went, Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for letting us know that. And so that's why it really stuck out to me is I think that it is really good um, 
to, to counsel with your sister leaders uh, yeah. in, in all sorts of situations. And I think that we really are seeing that on a, um, on a general presidency level sort of a thing, because from what I'm seeing and hearing, and I don't know if it's always been this way or if this has been a change in the last few years, but they have a lot of those women leaders that sit on those committees with the priesthood leaders and mm-hmm. are giving input on those committees on a general church level. And I don't know if it's always been that way or if it's just been more transparent lately that you see it, but I'm very appreciative of it. Yeah, yeah. I loved that little reminder he threw in. And then I also thought it was really interesting in his talk. He he kind of gave a shout out for like, maybe we should consider having more ward activities. He I did. thought that was interesting. Now your ward does a lot of activities. So you're like, now we're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> but I know. just thought it was interesting that he brought it up. It's just not something you hear a lot spoken about in com- general conference. But. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, our previous Bishop uh, wasn't as big on activities as my new Bishop is. My new Bishop loves mm-hmm. activities, wants to have lots of activities. I'm totally fine with that. But I I thought it was just really interesting what Elder Gong was saying about that, where he said, uh, ward social and service activities can build enduring bonds. But he also Mm -hmm. said, and I think that this was really critical, as he said, they must be inspired and they must be well planned. So not something that you just say, hey, let's do this and throw it together in 24 hours. Inspired and planned. And um. I really liked that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, I just loved his whole talk. It was very loving. It was very much about including others and showing appreciation for others and being careful with our language, um, through our language and our actions and and all working together to, you know, come to Christ. So Agreed. I, I like how about said, you? I liked what oh, he said at the very more. end. Where he said, he kind of left us with a question about how do you hear and feel Jesus Christ's love for you? And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of a good question to uh, listen and to ponder. So I really liked that. Yeah. yeah, it was a good one. So, well, let's see. You picked Elder Gong, who I had all sorts of stars on. And it doesn't surprise me that you picked that because you and I, we always joke, we share a brain. Um <laughs> So let me let me look and see what some of my other notes are here. Um, I also I made a couple of notes on Christopher. I guess it's Gerard Carrier, uh, the gentleman oh, right. who talked about I. You know, I was born in France, but don't you know necessarily associate that label with me. And he talked about labels, and I put a star by, beside where he said. Adversary rejoices in labels, and that labels can lead to judge and animos to judge others and animosity. And his whole focus of his talk was really, you know, see each other as God sees us, and that how we treat each other really matters. And and I so liked his label thing because so often I think that we tend to not we label others, but more importantly, we label ourselves. And then we kind of get in this rut with this label that we've given ourselves. And maybe that's not per se how the Lord sees us. And so maybe we need to reevaluate the labels that we give ourselves and the labels that we give others to look at how does the Lord see me and how does the Lord see other individuals? 
I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Elder Renlund's was really great too. Um, He talked about not looking beyond the mark, but keeping our focus on Jesus Christ. And he also threw in um, a, a lot about repenting daily and, and how taking the sacrament every week is, it can be just like the day we were baptized and, and going to the temple and, but really just not making it too complicated. (laughs) Remember to simplify, focus on Christ, focus on ourselves and, and being better all the time and, and uh, don't get too caught up in the other stuff. I thought, I think that's always a good message. So yeah. I felt like in this conference from several speakers across all the sessions, I heard a lot about sacrament meeting and the necessity Mm -hmm. to attend sacrament meeting, the necessity to um, renew those covenants every week, the necessity Mm -hmm. to keep the Sabbath day holy. I I felt like that was kind of a little bit of of an underlying theme that I heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And then I really liked the stories in Jay Kimo Esplin's talk, where he talked uh-huh. about the Japanese sister and how oh, she yeah. became converted to the gospel and the sacrifice that she made to attend the temple. And mm-hmm. that um, where he talked about, you know, there's a heavenly power is your reward for making and keeping covenants. I, I just I just really enjoyed his talk and all of his ties to Japan. I mm-hmm. thought that that was very cool. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, should we should we hit on President Nelson? Yes, I think we need to talk about President the, Nelson's the message. The speaker we were all waiting Girl, for. Um, just a sec, my son is in here. Go you away. got a visitor. We were all anxiously waiting because we knew we were going to get a recorded message from him. Um, I was secretly hoping this would be from his home, like maybe from his bedroom. I know, I know. It's we could get a glimpse. Was- there but he, he got he himself dressed and went down to the conference center to record this message. So, Or did they bring a backdrop and a chair to his house? That's true. That's also possible. That is also possible. Maybe they did a whole setup in his garage and just made it look like Maybe he had a green center. screen behind him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It didn't, it, it didn't look green screeny, but then again, you never know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be really easy, at least, if you were going to use a green screen to just, you know, load a truck in a chair or load a chair in a truck and haul on over to yeah. his house. So anyway, selfishly, I really wanted him to be like in his pajamas in bed. <laughs> but I really realistically, too. I knew that probably wasn't happening. Well, so. I figured he'd wear a shirt and a tie, but I, I thought, I thought, yeah, I really thought the background we'd see was this house. I was, I was shocked when it looked like the conference. Anyway, center. he, he seemed great. He still seems to have his sense of humor. Uh, he seemed on the up and up. It was good to see him. I think when we all heard that he had a fall, there's like a lot of concern. He's 99. Yeah. Oh, what's going to happen? But to see him lively and in good spirits was good. So, yes. um, but he gave a great talk. Uh, really focused on thinking celestial. Yes. I thought this talk from him was very interesting because it seemed very direct on certain things, more direct than he usually is. Well, he's always direct, but he, he just seemed to hit on things directly that I haven't always heard him hit on. Um, he just really talked about making it to that celestial kingdom and the choices we make in this life are going to affect where we end up and who we end up with in the next life. And he was very um, direct and blunt about that. <laughs> so he was. 
He was. And I, I noted, or at least put a star by it, where he said, um, prayer should be living discussions with Heavenly Father. And I thought about that because, you know, I think earlier in his talk, he talked about, you know, prayers being kind of a list of, I need this, I need this, I need this. Right. He said, don't make your prayers a shopping list. I was exactly. like, oh, that's, that's good advice. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is like that. It really is. So- So I liked that. And then, of course, at the end, he announced 20 temples. That was a lot. Did we think we were going to get that many? I think when you and I predicted, we were predicting in the 10 to 12 range. But he Uh is going strong on these temples. And so for the temples that he announced, we've got Samoa. We've got Cancun, Mexico. We've got two in Peru, one in Chile, two in Brazil, Nigeria, Ghana, Angola, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the Philippines, Japan, Mongolia. And then we get to our American temples because, sorry, our international listeners, I can't pronounce the cities in those countries. (laughs) We just had to go for the countries. We just had to go for the countries. But in America... (sighs) I found it so interesting that we are getting a temple in Maui. I know. I think that was the one that like just really was like, what? That was kind of unexpected and exciting. Especially in light of all of the wildfires Uh and everything. And it kind of made you wonder, did the saints in Maui need to go through that experience of having the wildfires before they got that temple? Because as we know, anytime a temple is announced, there is... um, or, or not announced, but a location is under consideration for a temple. There is always lots of backlash, lots of Satan working really hard um, to, you know, kind of thwart that. So I, I thought that that was really interesting. And then, of course, uh-huh. we've got Fairbanks, Alaska, Vancouver, Washington, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Tulsa, Roanoke, Virginia. So it also made me wonder how many of these temples might be considered for those modular temples, like what they did in Helena. Right. So we don't know that now, I suppose, as plans come forward, we'll, we'll find out if they're going to have some more of those modular temples. Yeah. Yes. It will be exciting. I was excited about the Vancouver, Washington, just over the border from Portland where we used to live. Um, But I think that, really opens the door a lot for the people in between Vancouver and Seattle. Yes. There's kind of a temple desert there. (laughs) And we have some relatives that live in Olympia and it is a chore to get up to that Seattle temple, not only distance, but the traffic in Seattle is a mess. So this will be great. That'll be great. All right. Well, Ariane, I think we've we've hit our mark tonight. We don't want to make this too long. So uh, I think we should just close up. It was a great conference. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, well, obviously some of the talks are already available, but when we get those printed copies and that we can look and reread them and study them some more and uh, have something to chew on for the next six months. Yep. Sounds good. All right, TWIM Nation, thank you very much for listening to the TWIM Sisters and our Sunday afternoon conference wrap-up. As always, you can join us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, now known as X. And finally, if you have anything you're dying to say, reach out at contact at thisweekinmormons.com. And we appreciate you listening. Thanks. Thanks.